Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I'm Jameson. I'm the genius. Talking week four, didn't get our podcast up yesterday, so today we're going to talk about those matches that occurred in week four. We're also talking about a few waiver wire pickups that I'm looking at, and is this week that we want to go all in with these waiver wire pickups? I will give you my two cents on that and much more on today's podcast. But before we dive into all of that, week four and such, we need to get a little house cleaning out of the way. Twitter and Instagram, if you're not followed us on either one of those, please give us a follow. We are at FansportsGenius on Twitter, and we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Need help with your your, your fantasy team, uh, need help with the pickups, some trades, whatever that might be, Mastermind Chat is there for you. Weekly, monthly, and full season packages available. Love talking fantasy football with all of those that are already part of that mastermind chat. If you have not done so already, take a look at it and see if that's something that you'd be interested in. And if you have any questions, hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. More than happy to answer any questions to see if you want to be part of the genius mob and get with our mastermind chat. One-on-one access with yours truly via text messages. I'll get back to you within 24 hours of your question being answered and 100% of your answers uh, questions are answered for our mastermind chat. Most likely be within an hour or two and always available up until kickoff to make those last second uh, choices for your fantasy team to help you dominate your leagues on a weekly basis. Without further ado, I'm going to jump right on in today's podcast. Let's first talk about the waiver wire this week. There's a lot of injuries that occurred, which makes the waiver wire that much more important, especially if you lost one of those players, losing Nick Chubb, losing Austin Eckler, a lot of big names going down yet again. And again, we're seeing it on a weekly basis. We're realizing that the preseason games are very important. It's a crazy year. We couldn't have those uh, those preseason games. They're having to use regular season games to kind of get back in the hang of things. And we're seeing injuries occur on a weekly basis. Hopefully they'll start to limit as, they, as we move along. Now that we're through the quarter part of the season, hopefully these injuries can start to kind of subside a little bit. It's been crazy the amount of big names injuries we've seen um, heading into the week and also during the week. So hopefully we can see those injuries start to kind of subside a little bit. But two, no, two more big names, Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler going down, which makes a couple uh, names that might be somebody you want to look at in your waiver wire. And I personally don't believe that this is the week to go all in on waiver wires. I don't think this is a week that um, we're going to see any huge uh, input on a, a player's name that's going to kind of go off the board and kind of win you a league. I think there's a few names that we can kind of see maybe help you on a week-to-week basis, but nothing that I think that's going to be kind of put you over the top this week. I think it's just going to be kind of a band-aid right now for these, these waiver, waiver pickups. But again, it's very important to pick up waivers. Uh, so throw those waiver numbers in there. I wouldn't go all in. Um, be very cautious on, 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 on the waivers this week. And again, if you've listened to me in the past, my number one waiver wire pickup each week seems to be is the Arizona Cardinals Chase Edmonds. I said it at the, at the, during the, the, the preseason. Um, I'm sorry, the training camps, since there was no preseason. I said during training camps, heading in the drafts, that I thought Chase Edmonds is a better fit for the Arizona Cardinals. I still believe that. I still think he is a better fit than um, Kenyon Drake is. I am just not sold on Kenyon Drake being able to stay healthy and kind of being a fit for this Arizona team. Last year he came in and he had a, a, an immediate impact. But we know what Kenyon Drake is. We've seen him um, throughout the years. He has not been that consistent player. I did not like him as a late first, early second round pick. I thought that 
you might be able to get there, but more than likely, I didn't think he was going to be able to pay off his value. And he's shown that he's not that type of player. He's not getting the pass catches. He's not getting the, the targets out of the backfield as a pass catcher. He's not getting the carries on, on, on a weekly basis. He just is not returning value. Now he's suffering from an injury that may um, force him to maybe miss some time. It doesn't sound like it's a, it's a major injury, but again, these injuries can sneak up on us and, and, and uh, make him worse as they play on him. And, and he's just not uh, make it, have, having an impact on this Arizona team. So I think if Chase Edmonds is out there, he is definitely my number one uh, waiver wire pickup this week. But more than likely, he's not out there. So the top five, in my opinion, uh, will start out number five. And I think you can swap out number four and number five, depending on your preference. I have Justin Jackson at number five. With no Austin Eckler, I think that we're going to see um, – Joshua Kelly and Justin Jackson kind of be the one-two punch. I do think that Joshua Kelly is going to be the number one option there in that uh, Chargers backfield, but there's no saying that we can't see Justin Jackson be that as well. And I think, again, Justin, Joshua J- uh, Kelly is already probably picked up in your league, so go after Justin Jackson. He's in my number five option there. Uh, number four, I have DeErnest Johnson with the injury to Nick Chubb. We know the, the Browns want to use a one-two punch out of the backfield. That clearly makes Kareem Hunt the number one option there, and I think um, again, heading into the season, I thought both Chubb and Hunt were going to be able to return value. Injuries you can't account for, but this even makes uh, Kareem Hunt even a bigger uh, play on a weekly basis. Now he becomes that number one option moving forward uh, with this Chubb injury. And again, I think Hunt is also coming in with his uh, w- with his own injury. So someone like Ernest Johnson could have an impact as well with Hunt kind of having an, a little bit of an, uh, an injury as well. But again, I think you can swap out four and five there. I think if, if, if you prefer J- uh, Jackson a little more than Johnson, um, I have no issues with it. But I do have Johnson uh, number four and Jackson number five. Number three, I have Damian Harris. I really like what I saw last night in the game against the Chiefs. He was a player that the Patriots did like last year. Didn't play much last year, if at all. This year, he kind of had the leading role. Then he got hurt in training camp. And now we saw last night with Sonny Michelle. Sounds like he's going to be out for multiple weeks. Maybe that is the time for Damian Harris to finally step in and kind of be that player that they thought he was going to be last year when they drafted him. I absolutely think that Damian Harris, of those three running backs, is my top option at the running back position. My number two option is Dalton Schultz. Um, I'm guessing he may be gone in most leagues. He's been a very um, impactful tight end. As a player that was very high on Blake Jarwin, now we're seeing what Dalton Schultz is doing in his offense. His offense is throwing the ball all over the board um, for the Cowboys, and we're seeing what kind of impact Dalton Schultz is having. Makes you wonder what kind of impact Blake Jarwin would have had. I think he would have been possibly a top five option this year, the way the Cowboys are throwing the ball and the way the impact that Dalton Schultz is having. So I have Schultz as my number two waiver wire pick. My number one option to pick up off the waiver wire, and I don't mind kind of going heavy on this um, play if, if you have the, the, the FAAB salary to do so. But again, be cautious because I think this is not the week to kind of go all in. But I do think that Scotty Miller is a fantastic waiver wire pickup if, he, if he's still available in your league. No Chris Godwin likely this Thursday. Didn't play uh, on, on Sunday. Uh, now we're hearing O.J. Howard. He has that Achilles injury. He's going to probably miss the rest of the season. 
We see that Mike Evans is dinged up. Um, he's not the Mike Evans that we've seen in years past, so um, he's banged up as well. And anytime you gain the trust and the respect from Tom Brady, it's a plus for you. And we've seen Scotty Miller gain that trust from Tom Brady. So absolutely love Scotty Miller as my number one waiver wire pickup this week. Again, uh, one through five is Scotty Miller, Dalton Schultz, Damian Harris, Dearness Johnson, and Justin Jackson are my top five waiver wire pickups. And again, I think you can swap out the uh, four and five if you like Justin Jackson a little more than Dearness Johnson. Uh, I have no issues there as well, but I do think Damian Harris of the three running backs is the preferred option in my opinion. And again, if Chase Chase Edmonds is available in your league, he is a definite pickup. Absolutely uh, love him moving forward. I think he can have a bigger impact in that offense than Kenyon Drake for the rest of the season. And if something does happen to Drake and injury-wise, and there's no reason to think that it can't happen because he has not been one of the the, uh, the healthiest running backs throughout his NFL career. Um, Chase Edmonds could be in it for a monster return, uh, second half of the season. He could be a league winner if he gets to work in that Arizona passing game. And we've seen Arizona kind of put up some big numbers on offense. And uh, a player like Chase Edmonds, if he's available in your league, is a must-have in my opinion. Moving on to week four, what happened in, in the, all these games? We'll break down each and every game, starting off with the Broncos and Jets, two really bad offenses going at it in a fairly high-scoring game. There was quite a bit of offense to be had in this game, but in, in terms of, of moving forward, I think both offenses are not going to show this, obviously. We're not going to see um, either one of these offenses kind of duplicate what we saw on Thursday evening. But as for, as for week four, there was plenty of options to have. Tim Patrick, I think Tim Patrick is also a player we can look at in waiver wire pickups. Um, he, 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 he really kind of stepped into the role with Jerry Judy um, now that Corlin Sutton's out for the year. I think Tim Patrick is a player that we can kind of see have a, an impact on a weekly week basis. He's likely not going to be a startable option each and every week, but I think playing the matchup game, he might be a player we can trust if we need be, whether it be because of injury or bye weeks. I think Tim Patrick is a player to look at in your waiver wires. For me, for the Broncos, it's all about Melvin Gordon. I think Gordon is going to be the player that we can trust on a week-to-week basis. He um, he needs to get a little more involved in the passing game, in my opinion. Hasn't done much through the air, but he did look nice on the ground. But again, we got to slow down a little bit because this was against the Jets' defense. And again, with the, with the Jets' offense, this was against the Broncos' defense as well. So be very careful on pickups. On the other side of the ball, Jamison Crowder had a fine game. I think Jamison Crowder is also a player we can look at and picking if he's available on your, on your roster. That's about the only jet that I'm trusting right now. And Even once Le'Veon Bell comes back, I don't know if I can trust him just because this Jets offense is historically bad. The entire team is historically bad. Uh, anytime a team gets, I think, what was it, three interceptions, one went for a touchdown, and you still lose by nine points, that just shows how bad the Jets organization and team is. Um, so, Take it with a grain of salt. I think Broncos and Jets had a fine Thursday, but I think moving forward, neither one of those offenses are anything to, to, to kind of um, trust outside of maybe Melvin Gordon and maybe Noah Fant once he gets back. And I'd like to see the Broncos um, get more and more involved with Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler. But again, Hamler, I think, is also dealing with injury as well. they got to see what they have in this young offense. So I think uh, by the time the year is done, maybe we can trust Jerry Judy a little more. But right now, I think it's just Melvin Gordon. And to an extent, once Noah Fan does come back from his minor injury, we can trust him a little bit as well. Next up, we have the Bengals and Jaguars. Bengals get their first victory with Joe Burrow. Uh, the entire offense, I think, looked really good. Joe Mixon, uh, great game against a bad Jaguars defense. He does have a tough stretch of games coming up. 
But again, as I talked about last week, Joe Mixon was like, I think, running back 28 last year at this point, heading into week four, ended up the season at running back 13. So right now, I think he's uh, going into week four, he was right around running back 32-ish, 33, somewhere around there. So he is by far not done this season. I think he's also going to be a buy low, but I think that buy low may have faded with the monster game he had on Sunday against the Jaguars. That's for the Jaguars. DJ Shark, fine game. Gardner Minster, fine game. I think we're going to see the Jaguars have those type of games, but I think they're also not very consistent. But as for the Bengals, I think Bengals are in the right direction. Joe Burrow makes that team much better. Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, uh, Tyler Boyd, all three players I think that can we, we can trust most weeks uh, moving forward throughout the 2020 season. Next up, the Browns and the Cowboys. Cowboys continue to struggle on defense. They are a defense that you want to target with opposing offenses. They are an offense you want to target on opposing defenses. So anytime the Cowboys play, feel free to play each and every one of both sides of the ball. Um, Fantastic offensive explosion by both the Browns and the Cowboys. Dak Prescott over 500 yards, four touchdowns. Baker Mayfield, a big game. Amari Cooper, big game. Odell Beckham Jr., a big game. Got a touchdown pass thrown by Jarvis Landry. Dernis Johnson, we talked about, had a big game at, at the backfield. The lone thing that I took out of, out of this is the injury to Nick Chubb. Uh, hate to see those injuries happen, and it sounds like he's going to miss many, many games. So that's why I do think Dernis Johnson is a pickup in uh, waiver wire, just because I think the Browns do want to use a double running back rule. And we do know that Kareem Hunt's going to get the, the majority of the role moving forward, so I think he is a top 15 option moving forward for this Browns offense who we have seen the last couple weeks kind of come to life with Baker Mayfield and company find fantastic game in terms of fantasy production between the Cowboys and Browns and again if you are have anybody playing the Cowboys or you have any Cowboys each and every one of both sides of the ball can be played in the Cowboys games moving forward because that defense in Dallas is bad 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 a great game between the Browns and the Cowboys next up we have the Saints and the Lions no Michael Thomas yet again. Alvin Kamara uh, got in the end zone yet again. So those touchdown regressions from last year are really uh, taken full this year. I think he has, uh, what, five touchdowns, six, uh, what, seven touchdowns, I think. I think, I think he's had two touchdowns through the first three weeks in each game. And he scores another one on Sunday. Um, so those touchdowns are coming in bunches for Alvin Kamara. Emmanuel Sanders uh, had a big game as well, almost 100 yards, six receptions. Drew Brees, not a bad game as well. Kenny Galladay on the other side of the ball had a decent game, and I think we can uh, fully trust Kenny Galladay moving forward. I think that injury is well past, past him, and Matthew Stafford is also a player I think we can trust for a um, bi-week replacement or a matchup play um, for my, Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford to Galladay looks nice in Detroit. Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks beating the Miami Dolphins. Russell Wilson continues to cook. Chris Carson, a big game, uh, 80 yards rushing, couple scores on the ground. Devontae Parker, big game um, at the tight end position. I'm sorry, at, at the wide receiver's position for the Dolphins. And we've seen the Seahawks give up big plays to opposing wide receivers, so that's something we can look at moving forward. If you have wide receivers playing the Seahawks, definitely get them in your lineup. Play them in DFS. They're giving up big plays, and they're having to play um, from behind anyways, so they have to throw the ball against the Seattle offense, who seems to be clicking in all cylinders for Seattle um, with Russell Wilson, with Chris Carson. Uh, Tyler Lockett, not much of an impact, but DK Metcalf, David Moore uh, off and on can be like maybe a, a DFS play moving forward. There's a lot of offense that the Seahawks is throwing out there, and all starts with Russell Wilson. 
Um, what, the one thing that I did take away in, in this game that was a negative was Mike Jacecki, not much of an impact against the Seahawks. Got to wonder moving forward if he is a trustworthy option. Um, I think Devontae Parker is obviously a, a trustworthy option, but I think Jacecki might be a player we can't trust because he did not get there yet again after a big game last week for the Dolphins. Next up, Chargers and the Buccaneers, a back-and-forth type of football game. Tom Brady is back. Five touchdown passes, over 350 yards passing. Mike Evans, big game, but I think we're also seeing that he may not be 100% healthy, which is why I have Scotty Miller as my number one waiver wire pickup. Um, he continues to have a great uh, chemistry with Tom Brady and no O.J. Howard, possibly no Chris Godwin. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is spent. I think he is dust. His... Uh, his, his, his years of dominating the league is well behind him. He has not been the player that some thought he was going to be. I was not high on him coming into the year, and he's showing that he is not the player we were used to seeing in New England. Uh, so that makes me even more on Scotty Miller. And also, I think we can also look at maybe taking a look at Cameron Brait because I thought O.J. Howard was going to be have a big year with uh, Rob Gronkowski not being the same player. Maybe now it's Cameron Brait. So definitely someone you want to keep an eye on and maybe jump off, jump out uh, early to see about if. If that is true, maybe go out, go out and, and, and take a shot on someone like Cameron Braid if you have the roster space because I do think the tight end position is going to be big in Tampa. I just don't see Rob Gronkowski returning value. I think he is officially done. Next up, we have the Ravens beating the Washington uh, football team. Terry McLaurin, um, the rookie uh, running back, uh, Gibson, uh, big game for Washington. Dwayne Haskin had a pretty decent game as well. Lamar Jackson doing Lamar Jackson type of things. Mark Ingram is not the player that we uh, saw last year, and, and I think by the time it's all said and done, I think we're going to see J.K. Dobbins kind of take more and more of a leadership on this team, being the, the number one back for Baltimore. Right now, it's a three-headed monster. We can't trust any of those three, and they still have Lamar Jackson. But I think once we all uh, said and done, I think it is going to be J.K. Dobbins kind of being the number one option there in Baltimore. But right now, we can't trust any three of those running backs. They have Mark Ingram, they have J.K. Dobbins, they have Gus Edwards, and let's not forget Lamar Jackson is also a running back quarterback. Next up, we have the Cardinals and the Panthers. Um, again, another high-scoring game. Teddy Bridgewater, a, a very good game. Are we seeing Robbie Anderson take over that number one role over DJ Moore? I still think it is DJ Moore, but got to wonder if Robbie Anderson is kind of taking over that. Maybe it's more of a 1A, 1B role. He has definitely outplayed Curtis Samuel, who I think Curtis Samuel still does have uh, some big plays in him, but I, don't, I definitely don't think he's a player we can trust on a week-to-week basis. Uh, Mike Davis, a pretty good game, 80 yards rushing and a, and a touchdown. As for the Cardinals, they continue to struggle on, on defense. And again, Kyler Murray, good game, but not great game. I think this offense kind of needs to get going a little more if they want to be able to contend in the NFC West. Uh, it was the Panthers over the Cardinals on Sunday. Next up, the Vikings get their first win at Houston. Houston continues to struggle. They do fire their head coach. Maybe that gets things going for Watson and company. Watson does, I mean, the good thing about Deion, Deshaun Watson is he. If he doesn't get there early in the game, he's going to get there late in the game in garbage time. He does it again, over 300 yards passing, a couple scores. Uh, Dalvin Cook from Minnesota, fantastic game, 130 yards and a couple scores. And Adam Thielen, eight catches, 114 yards and a score. Uh, Vikings look very good against a very bad defense in Houston. Now that the, the head coach in Houston is gone, maybe that changes things for uh, Houston. Nothing for Brandon Cooks, but we saw Will Fuller have a fine game with the, uh, with the way that Watson played late in that game for the Texans. 
I still think Houston is a buy low for most of those players. David Johnson, Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, even even Stephon Diggs, I think, can buy low as well. But it's definitely a player you can't trust. I think Diggs, I'm sorry, not Stephon Diggs, I'm sorry. Brandon Cooks is not a player we can trust on a week-to-week basis. But Will Fuller is showing that he is back. If he can stay healthy, absolutely love him rest of the season. Next up, we have the Giants and the Rams. Not much offense to go in this game. Uh, Cooper Cup, a decent game. Jared Cook, not a bad game. But that's about it for the both those teams in the the low-scoring game of the week, um, followed by also the Colts and Bears have a pretty low-scoring game. Nick Foles, not a great game. Uh, first game back as a starter for this Bears team uh, with Mitchell Trubisky sitting down last week for Nick Foles in, in, in the second half. Jonathan Taylor, Again, a lot of people are high on Jonathan Taylor. I just don't see it just because I don't know how much of an impact he's going to have, how much uh, of that offense he's going to have on a week-to-week basis. I don't know if the consistency is there for Jonathan Taylor. I definitely think he is the best back in that offense, but I don't know if he's going to be able to get to, to get the workload that you really want out of a number one running back. I think it's much more of a 50-50 show with him and Naheem Hines. And Allen Robinson, if the guy had a quarterback to throw in the ball that was really good, imagine what kind of numbers he would have. Another great game out of Allen Robinson, seven catches under one yards and a score for the Bears receiver. Next up, the Bills and the Raiders. The Bills look legit. The Bills are a team that I think coming into the year were a sneaky candidate to kind of represent the AFC in the big game. And Josh Allen was one of my um, underrated, uh, maybe uh, the sleeper, uh, MVP candidate type of player. He's absolutely been phenomenal throughout the 2020 season. Continues to, to look great. Had a little scared uh, with, with possible shoulder injury early in that game, but came back in the second half and had a fine game. The Bills get it done on offense. Stefan Diggs coming over here was one of the biggest impact plays um, of any team with a new player. He's looked great for this Buffalo offense. Devin Singletary looks good. Josh Allen looks good. The defense looks good. Everything about the Buffalo Bills looks like they may be contenders in the AFC. Next up, we have the Eagles and the 49ers. Eagles get the job done at San Francisco. I think we're going to see the 49ers kind of fall off a little bit as the move as, as the as the year moves along. That injury, the Bosa, was one of the biggest ones on either side of the ball. I think what he does for that defense is a major impact for that defense. It's a, it's almost as big as the Saquon Barkley injury for the Giants. It's just what what Bosa does to that defense. It has a big impact for that offense and defense. I think we're going to see the 49ers kind of maybe slip a little bit in the in, in NFC West. I think the Rams and the the um, Seahawks are obviously for real, and I think we're going to see the 49ers kind of slip a little bit um, when it comes between the Seahawks, Rams, and 49ers. Eagles, as bad as they played, as bad as they've looked, they are number one in that NFC East, <coughs> a, a, a division that we may see a seven-win team win that division. The Cowboys can't win games. Eagles can't win games. Giants look bad, and the football team in Washington um, – is very inconsistent as well. So it's going to be whoever gets maybe the seven wins wins that NFC East. But on Sunday, the Eagles did get the job done at San Francisco. And on Monday Monday night last night, we saw the Patriots and Chiefs kind of have a very good game, a game that I thought maybe the Chiefs would kind of come out and kind of um, really put the metal, uh, pedal to the metal and really take it to the Patriots. But the Patriots were in the game for most of the game. If not for that interception late for a touchdown, I think uh, Patriots were right there. Um, add that field goal late in the game, which was kind of a, uh, a a bad way to end the half. They had a couple other turnovers that, that, that kind of were um, – 
kind of a t- took away points or added points to the Chiefs. And again, that interception for a touchdown impacted the game as well. So uh, the score may have looked like the Chiefs did take it to the Patriots, but the game was a lot closer. Um, and again, that's all Bill Belichick. He coaches up that team. They are going to be a um, – if as soon as Cam Newton can come back, hopefully it's sooner than later. Hopefully he can get over this COVID very quickly because I don't know if they can uh, stick with things with Stidham or Hoyer as their quarterback. So hopefully we can see Cam Newton back there um, as he gets over the COVID issue that he has um, testing positive this past week. Next up, the final game, the Falcons and the Packers. The Falcons, I think, are officially done 0-4 in that NFC um, South. Julio Jones injures that hamstring again, so I've got to wonder how impactful he's going to be moving forward. Is he going to be able to play next week? Is he going to be able to play for the next couple weeks? i got to wonder if he's going to, he's going to want to sit and kind of rest up that hamstring. The Falcons just don't, do not look like the team that I thought they might be coming into the year. I thought his offense was kind of be one of the better offenses in football. They've looked at it at times, but also they've looked really bad. And last night, Calvin Ridley, a big goose egg. Uh, you got to wonder what happened. The Packers kind of uh, float the coverage over to him, double team him quite a bit. I think a lot of teams are going to kind of uh, make, make sure that they don't let Calvin Ridley get going because he has been one of the re- best receivers in football. So if you can't get anything out of Calvin Ridley, this offense is going to struggle on a, on a ba- daily basis. Robert Townian for the uh, Packers, uh, three touchdowns for the tight end position. We know that uh, Aaron Rodgers does like to use the tight end position um, at at times. Uh, That was the case last night with Tanyan. Is he the new Devontae Adams? Is he going to take over that Devontae Adams role? A little joke there. Obviously, that's not going to happen. So this game was done without uh, Adams. Imagine what happens when Adams does come back. And I bet you he's back um, after the bye week. I think this was a game just kind of make sure he's healthy as they head into the bye this week. Have him sit down one more game. Make sure he's 100% healthy following the bye week. This offense looks very good in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers looks like he is back and he's on a mission. Uh, Packers are 4-0, one of the 4-0 teams. That was the week four matchups. Uh, week five's coming up. Thursday's podcast, I'll talk about the Thursday night game. Friday's podcast, I'll break down each and every game heading into the week five matchups. I'll also have my game-by-game breakdowns coming up this week. And as always, our rankings will be up on the site by tomorrow afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, that is. Um, if not tonight, I'll have all those rankings up. But definitely by tomorrow afternoon, I'll have my rankings for week five up on the website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. And if you're not done so already, please give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter. We are at FansportsGenius on Twitter. We are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And it's not too late to become part of the Genius Mob and sign up for our Mastermind Chat. We have weekly, monthly, and full season packages available. Asked if you have any questions. Um, if you have any questions, hit us up on Instagram. We are more than happy to answer any questions to see if Mastermind Chat is something that you'd be interested in. One-on-one access with yours truly via text message regarding all things fantasy football. Join now and get that extra help to push your team over the top in 2020. You have a question, I answer it 100% of the time within 24 hours, but most likely will be within an hour or two. And always available up until kickoff on Sundays, Thursdays, and Monday evenings. Have a great day. We'll talk to you on Thursday. And good luck in week five as we continue to dominate the fantasy football industry.